today now. I want to start today um, because, uh, and, and this is something that we need to learn and, and something you need to understand. So the question now, those of you that are watching online, if you don't know, if you have a question that you want to pose and you want to answer to it, amen, I can give you the answer. You can just put it in the comment section and we'll get to your question. But remember who you are and your question because, you know, I'm, it's going to take me a minute to get to your question. But when I get to your question, I can tell it's your question. Amen. Because you're like, oh, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So um, so, so last week we, we did talk about, um, you know, basically separating yourself and that kind of stuff. And um, I gave you some passages on... on um, on separating yourself from the world and and you gotta you gotta mean it now okay you gotta practice what you've learned right so the 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 next question that came up and i'm going to tackle it now is uh about women's roles all right all right so here we go now are there i'm gonna just take the first woman question next week i'll take the second woman question okay all right, because it just takes a longer time to cover it, okay? So, and I'm not going to spend all night on this question, okay? So I'm going to give you the first part of it, okay? The question was, are there gender roles in the Bible? All right, are there gender roles in the Bible? What does the world say? Let me see what the world say. What does the world say about gender roles? Okay, all right. So so the world says that uh, the man's supposed to go work and the woman's supposed to stay home and take care of the kid. All right, okay. All right, anybody else? Roles. All right. Uh, all right, okay. No, no, that's what the world says, right? The world says. That sounds more like intimidation to me. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So here's the thing about women. Uh, first of all, in creation, in the creation account, right? God's first word on the subject of men and women is that they were equally created in the image of God. All right? So go to Genesis chapter uh, 1, verse 27. Let's just start there as a starting point, okay? So, and then we'll, hopefully I can tackle this real quick. All right? Um, So... Neither of them received more of the image of God. Come on. Oh, come on. Help me somebody. Amen. Or less. Genesis chapter 2 verse 27 says what? God created man in what? His own image. Ego imai. 
Okay, in other words, you're made in the image of God. What does that really mean, the image of God? All right, it's, it's like a uh, imprint. So you and I, as men and women, this is what's so unique about us. We are all made in the ego in my, ego in my, we're made in the image of our God. Okay, that means that we share attributes with God. We're not gods, not on God. Okay, we don't, we don't, we don't, we're not gods. We're not little gods. We don't have God. We're not God beings. We are made in his image. So, for instance, if you look at your diary and you look at me, what do you see? Come here, diary. Now, let me show you how this works. Take your mask off. Smile. <laughs> Smile, girl. Look at that. What do you see? Okay. But she's a what? She's a female, a woman. She's shorter than me. Okay. <laughs> All right. She has her own personality, but she shares my what? Right? Listen, she has some characteristics just like me. She walks just like me. Go ahead. She does. Okay, so what I'm, what I'm saying is that's what it means. So imagine us being made in God's image and we share what's called communicable attributes. Love. Patience. You know, that kind of stuff. So when it comes down to men and women, there's no, there's no, um, you're not more holier than I. You're no, you know what I mean? You're not, you're not less than me, right? They did not receive that, right? But despite this equality in Genesis 2, uh, there's a more detailed account of creation of the two human beings that's revealed that reveals differences. Watch this. You ready? Write this down. But that you see it later on. There are differences in function and responsibility. Man, if every married couple will understand this, I'm, and this is not just for marriage, it's for dating, it's for friendships. You have a different function. This is unnatural for two To try to try to function the same. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So look what God did. God made them what? Go back to the text. In the image of God, He created them what? Huh? Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Hmm. Function and what? Responsibility. Okay? Watch this. Uh, Eve was equal to Adam. Look what, it say, what, look what the text says. The image of God and created him male and female and he created them. Verse 28. God blessed them and said to them, be what? Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth 
and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Are you seeing that? So here's the thing. They were given, their their God-given functional responsibilities are different. Okay? Uh, He created Adam first and then he created Eve later. Watch this. The specific purpose of Eve is that he would be, she would be his what? His what? Helper. Okay? So, so let, let's read. Let's read again. Because you see, it, it, it comes back again later on, okay? And it says here, I believe it's in chapter 1. Chapter 2, okay. Look, look what he says. Fill the earth. Let me see. I'm trying to find that verse right quick. Uh, creation of man. There we go. All right, cultivate the land. Okay, right here. Watch this. Uh, let's go back to ver- chapter 2. Let's go to chapter 2 now. Watch this now. Let me show you something. All right. Da, 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 da. Okay, look at verse 7. Verse 7. Then the Lord God formed man from what? Of what? Dust. Now, what you find in chapter 1 is more of a description, in ta- chapter, a more descriptive, you know, Look at how God created man and woman, okay? And look what it says. And what did he do? He says he formed man out of dust and breath and, 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 and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. I'm verse 7. And the man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden towards the east in Eden. And there he placed man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God caused every tree that is pleasing in his sight. And good for food and the tree of life also in the midst of the garden. And uh, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, and he goes on to talk about the river and all that. Let's, let's, let's bank. Let's keep going, okay? And I want to fly on down here to verse uh, 18. Then the Lord God said, it is what? All right. Now, that's a, that's a loaded statement. Okay, it's a loaded statement, especially if you're single. It's a loaded statement. Okay, because there is someone for you if you don't have the gift of singlehood and if you know if you don't. But here's the deal. What you have to understand is that there is someone for you. Right. But what what you have to understand is that God is preparing you. A lot of times we get married, but we don't understand our role. Okay, and we don't understand our function in the relationship. So therefore, there's a reversal of roles and there's a reversal of function. And that's the reason why people end up in divorce court. You understand what I'm saying? So so what the text says, the text says the Lord God said it's not good for man to be alone. So he says, I will make him what? A helper suitable for what? And out of the ground, the Lord God what? Form what? I'm going to show you something. All right. Uh, every beast of the sky, beast of the uh, bird of the sky and brought them to the man so that he would call them whatever the man called living, the li- a living creature. That was, was its name. The man uh, gave names to the cattle, uh, birds of the sky and every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a what? What? See it? See it? God said in 18, I'll make you a helper. 
in 20, he kept on with his work, but he still didn't have a helper. Getting it? So in so if you, even in this, you can see what the role is. <laughs> now, this is the role before the fall. I'm not saying that you're not supposed to be your husband's helper, but what I'm saying, it was without sin. The primary function of the wife is equality, but understanding your responsibility and your function, but understanding that your main focus and your main purpose really in the marriage relationship, watch this, is to operate as your husband's completer, complementer, come on somebody, companion, and vice versa. So it's a mutual deal here. But check this out. I want to show you something very, very interesting, okay? Watch this. Verse 21. So the Lord God caused what? Okay, so this is your first uh, anesthesia in the, in the Bible. It, 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 yeah, deep sleep. First surgery in the Bible also. All right, watch this. A deep sleep to fall upon man and he slept. And watch this. And he took out of his ribs... And closed up the flesh at that place. And the Lord God fashioned into woman the rib which he had taken from man and brought her to the man. Now listen to me. Notice the difference. You know why when Adam ate of the fruit they plummeted into sin? Because Adam was taken from the dirt. Woman was taken out of man. Lord have mercy. So when you get married, marriage is supposed to be, you know, something that's complimentary, y'all. Listen, to think that when you yoke up with your spouse, that he says the two is one is because of this reason. My rib was way in Texas. I was way in... I wish I had somebody. And all all my life, I was trying to find my rib. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. And you know when you find your rib, because here's the thing, there's so much compatibilities there that you don't compromise what you believe. Just because you're desperate to say, I want to get married. I wish I had somebody. And, And listen, early in the game, whatever you see, believe it. And don't overlook it to think you can change it. I'm trying to help somebody. Because here's the thing. If it's not a fit, quit trying to make it fit. Are y'all following me? Watch what he said. The Lord God fashioned man, what? Into a woman, fashioned into a woman, the rib, right? Verse 23. Now check it out. Here's the first poet in the Bible. Your man got to be smooth. He's got to at least have some kind of talk game. Smooth like butter. Watch what he says. The man said, now, this is bone of my bones. And that's how he said it, too. He said it just with that provocative little tone right there. And flesh of my flesh. And she shall be called woman. Because she was taken what? Out of 
She wasn't taken from the ground. She was taken out of man. God in his miraculous way. See, we get this gender role stuff all jacked up. You were made a woman. What more beautiful thing is that? You were made a man. You understand what I'm saying? And so what we see in these days is something totally different that's jacking people up and moving them away from what God intended to be. Check this out. Check this out. For this reason, watch this now. Now watch this. The moment that God took uh, the rib out of Adam and created Eve, now Adam now bores a responsibility. Out of that, see, when you find your rib, it ain't just, oh, we finna boo up. We need to figure out, and you have to decide. See, people do this little game stuff. They do games. They play games. Okay, they play games with each other. Here's the thing, y'all. If you feel that that's it, it don't take long, by the way. It doesn't take that long. Okay, seriously. It doesn't take that long to realize that this is not the person for me. If you keep trying to make something fit, here's the thing. For this reason, what reason? Huh? A man shall what? Got to do what? You got to leave home. You got to get out of there. You Listen, you can't be there and be there. In other words, now in the relationship, there's a role. Now the roles and the functions now are being defined. See? Leave, watch this. You're leaving one relationship, not destroying the relationship. But you're moving into now a new relationship where there is a function that God has in place. Watch this. He says, for a man shall what? Leave his father and his mother and be joined to his what? And they shall become. So, no, my wife is not supposed to sit home and wash clothes and cook. <laughs> well, one flesh. You, you find what I'm saying? The other day, and I ain't heard this in like a long time. My wife said, can you cook? I'm tired. I'm like, what? What the? What is going on? Wait a minute. I, I start to panic. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Look, I haven't cooked in about 12 years. You know, I barbecue, but I don't cook. Like, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I started, saying, I started to go to Google and try to look up something. And then I'm like, okay, I tell you what to do. Let's just do some sausages and some ramen noodles. It's like all the flashbacks of when I was single. That's what all I ate. <laughs> ramen noodles. Listen, I can make noodles any kind of way you want it. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Give me, a, give me a name. I done made barbecue noodles, Chinese noodles, uh, Italian noodles. Uh, I mean, you name it. And so that's the thing. I'm saying, whoa, what's going on here? But I said, all right, let me go. Let me go see what I could do. And then she said, oh, that's so sweet. I just wanted to see if you would do it. I'm like, whoo. Thank you, Jesus. 
No, that was a moment. I was like, wait a minute. I ain't did that. And you know what I'm saying? So, so it does not mean that I can't do it, but it means that I must be available to do it. And I shouldn't come to just expect it without me. If I'm saying, understanding that there's a possibility now, I didn't know, but now I'm be ready. (laughs) So I'm going to have me a dish in my pocket or something ready. You know what I mean? Like, okay, she's going to try to get me one of these years. You know what I mean? 22 years been married. You know what I mean? Like, man, I have, I mean, cook. I, I used to cook for the kids. But you're talking about a whole other thing right here. You know, I'm like, are you okay? You know? So the two shall become one flesh. And, so, and then they said, the, and the man and his wife were both what? Naked and what? All right. So now here's the problem we run into. The responsibility of the wife is to submit to their husbands. All right. That was part of the plan from creation. Okay. Even before the curse. Okay. So I want to say this. Um, The first book of the Bible established both the equality of men and women and also the supporting role of the wife. You know what I said? The supporting role of the wife. Uh, Exodus chapter 21. I guess, I guess it's going to happen again to us. I don't, know if, I don't know if we'll ever get through this. 21.15. What does it say? Is that right? Supporting role. Okay. All right. Let me see. Yeah, so strike your father and mother and see what happened. Um, he who and look at verse seventeen. He who what curses his what father and mother shall be what. All right, good. Okay, so that ain't what I was looking for. So that's okay. Uh, go to Numbers chapter five. Y'all know where Numbers is. Okay, good. Numbers chapter five. <clears throat> I know what this, I know what I'm doing here. Uh, verse nineteen, and it says what? Yes. Mm-hmm. There it is. All right, so now what we got to do is we got to go back to the context. All right, so so check it out. Uh, go to verse. So what what this is 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 look at verse eleven. We ain't never been in these waters, but let's go there. Uh, then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, "So so let me tell you what what numbers is about." Okay, so you understand. So these people have come out of Egypt. And what God is doing now is God is laying out moral rules or standards to live by. It's what you come to Bible study and hear sermons for, right? It's to help you to live, if I'm saying, according to what God wants. So check this out. He said, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, if a, any man's wife goes what? And is what? See it? See it? See? And a man has intercourse with her 
and it is hidden from the eyes of her husband, she, uh, and she is undetected, although she was what? She is what? She has defiled herself, and there is no witness against her, and she has not been caught in the act. If a spirit of jealousy comes over him, and he is jealous of his wife, when she has defiled herself, or a spirit of jealousy comes over him, and he is jealous of his wife, when she has not defiled herself, the man shall then bring his wife to the what? To the priest, and the priest shall bring as an offering for her one-tenth of an ephah of barley meal, and he shall pour oil on it, uh, no, he shall not, not pour oil on it, nor put frankincense on it, for it is a grain offering of what? See, see what I'm saying? So even then it shows, right, that when people get jealous in a relationship, God don't, God with that. The two is one you should have in your relationship. Watch this, trust. That's the foundation to a great relationship. Trust. If trust is breached, God said, this is how you handle it. This is how you handle an unfaithful woman, right? Unfaithful wife or whatever. Verse 16, then the priest shall bring her near and have her stand before the Lord. If they don't want to come to church, you know it's wrong. And the priest shall take holy water in the earthen vessels and they shall take some of the dust on the floor in the tabernacle and put it into the water. And the priest shall have the woman stand before the Lord and let her hair of the woman's head go loose and place the grain offering of a memorial in her hands, which is in, which is the grain offering of jealousy. And in the hand of the priest, it shall be water of bitterness that brings what? A curse. You see how important marriage is to God? Watch this. God is saying this is important. But here's the thing. We would not have adultery if the curse didn't happen. You get it? And so and so this is why God is saying, listen, what I want you to do, this is how you handle it. Watch this. Look what it says in verse 19. The priest shall what? Have her take a what? An oath and she shall say and and shall say to the woman, if no man has lain with you and if you have no, not gone astray in uncleanliness, being under, there's the word, what? Of your husband. See it? By But be what? Immune to this water of bitterness that brings a curse. If you however have gone astray, be under the... Uh, being under the authority of your husband, and if you have defied yourself, uh, and a man other than your husband has been has had intercourse with you, then the priest shall have the woman swear with the oath of the curse, and the priest shall say to the woman, "The Lord make you curse, and an oath among your people by by the Lord's making by the Lord's making your thigh waste away, and your what abdomen swell." So I'm just showing you how serious marriage is and what God says, this is how they would handle it. So, so, but the, the key idea behind this is to say that, yes, that there, there, God in the marriage before the marriage, before, before sin came in the picture, a husband and wife, there's a roles, there's roles and responsibilities, but the wife is, is to submit to her husband as the husband is the head of the wife. Now we hear this word kick around a lot. It's called mutual submission. 
Mutual submission does not mean I abandon my role. Alright? Mutual submission. Well, if I submit to you, you gotta submit back to me. Well, yes, but I still gotta function in my what? My role as the man. Is that making sense? Now, Genesis chapter 3. I took y'all in some deep waters there. Genesis chapter 3. After the curse, okay, Adam and Eve's disobedience to God's command resulted in certain consequences. Okay? Now, for the woman, let's look at it. Uh, Genesis chapter 3, th- this is how re- this is how the relationships have been messed up because of sin, y'all. Because of the fall. But we can always go back to see what God intended and then try by the power of the Holy Spirit You know how you submit to someone that you love? Out of love. (laughs) You can't submit to them if you don't love them. That's the key. And so you have to establish that. That can I love this person enough to put my life in their... And will they be responsible with my life? But it's a matter of what did I say? Trust. Watch this. So for the woman, 16, what does it say? To the woman, he said what? I will greatly multiply your what? How many had babies here? I mean, children. (laughs) Sorry. Did it hurt? Y'all troopers. Did did it hurt? I can't hear y'all. Did it hurt? Okay, good. He says he's going to multiply your pain. So this is what you call the curse on the woman. Watch this. Uh, In pain, you will bring forth what? Children. And then go back and do it again. And again. And again. You're like, dang. Guess it didn't hurt that much. Says he'll multiply the pain in childbirth, birth, and but watch this though. And what? And yet your desire will be for who? Now that word desire is not sexual. It's it's a combination. Okay, your desire will be for your husband, and he will what? He will what? He will what? So not only do you have multiplied, what, childbirth tension and pain, I'm sorry, pain, but you have tension in the authority and submission relationship with a husband and wife. If you're not saved, it's difficult to submit to somebody, okay, and love them. And a lot of what you see, oh, that's a great couple. They don't even go to church. Smokes and mirrors. Because if those walls could talk, it would tell you the real story. So what we have here, listen to this. The the, the word desire, it means this. You ready? Excessive control over. 
Women, you probably don't want to do it, but it's in the curse. Just like you have child pain. Get ready for it. If you haven't had no babies yet, get ready. It's going to come. For real, it's going to happen. So get ready that when you get in a relationship, you're going to always try to control your husband. Rule over him. And there's some men today who don't like tension and strife and all that kind of stuff. So they choose to submit. Seriously, like, because the woman has become such a bad actor that he's like, man, I might as well just shut up. I just, I'm just going to shut up and be quiet because if I be quiet, then everything will be cool. Rather than step into your role as a man and say, baby, listen, we need to talk about this. We need to make decisions. We need to do this. You know what I mean? No, no, no. no I, you know, we got we to gotta figure, figure out why you always yelling at me. You gotta fi- we got to figure that out. We got to figure out why you always got an attitude when you come home from work. Like, I'm trying to cool. I'm trying to watch TV. I'm trying to chill with my boys. And why are you always accusing me that I'm out here with the boys? You got to stop all that. You find what I'm saying? Because here's the thing. You my rib. And I just want you to know that. But you have to take a, man, you got to take a stand. You can't just be a coward. And what I see happening today, a lot of men are cowards. What they do is they, they move into the woman's role while the woman takes the role. And it's because of the curse. How do you get rid of, how do you deal with a curse? The blood of Jesus Christ. Yes. And brothers, let me tell you this. We are depositing physically, but we're not depositing emotionally and spiritually. Now, here's the thing. A woman can understand this if she's a spiritual woman. My wife understands this. Okay? She understands this. And even though sometimes we have our little differences of opinion, she understands this and she allows me to step into my role and make the decisions. You understand what I'm saying? Even though she's not exempt from the curse, but it's because she's in Christ. And because I'm in Christ that I can submit to what she's saying and listen to her also. Here's the thing. If it's a one-way street, if it's a one-way conversation where I'm always talking and she's just listening, that ain't what this means right here. That I'm talking all the time and she's just listening. Lord have mercy. No, 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 no. Your opinion, matter of fact, may be more important than mine. But what we call this in marriage, we call this mutual agreement. And because we understand that, watch this, that, watch this, the the, the woman's desire is to rule over her. The author uses the same word as desire to mean excessive control. Women, you got to check yourself. I mean, you know, wives, you got to check yourself to make sure that you're not trying to be excessively in control and moving out of your role and your responsibility. Did I answer that question? 
So Genesis uh, chapter 3, uh, as I said, uh, but, but the result of the fall is that marriage throughout history have been an ongoing struggle between the sexes. That's why people get divorced. With the woman seeking to control and men seeking to dominate. So there's where your problem comes in. She wants to control, you want to dominate, and then all of a sudden now you got in, you, you got yourself into a, a, a situation where there's no peace. All right? You, you don't, you, uh, well, let me, let me just say this. You, you, you. All right, I'm going to say it. You don't want, although the idea is good, but <laughs> no, the idea is not good. Um, <laughs> you don't want a person you can just control. And I want to say this to you. This is what happens in marriage. Well, in relationships. Okay, and so if you don't specify what the roles are, you're done. Go to Ephesians 5. <laughs> oh, Lord. A man that just wants to dominate, he don't know his, from his elbow, and he's trying to tell you how to get to Louisiana. How to get to Japan. You know what I mean? He don't, know, he don't even know how to read a map. Watch this. And he's lost, but he won't stop to get no direction. Babe, why'd you just stop again? No, I got this. I got this. Ephesians <laughs> chapter 5, verse 22. Let me show you something. All right? We might as well go to the next one after this. Because I got about five minutes. Watch this. Wives be what? Uh Uh-huh. Ah. You see why it's possible? I can't deal with this man no more. This is why you should marry a Christian. Okay? Because at least you can talk him back down to understanding what God says. But when you marry an unbeliever, it's more difficult to get them to understand what thus says the Lord. They're not going to listen to the word of God. Whose idea was marriage in the first place? Huh? Right. And anything that glorifies God, Satan wants to destroy. So that gives you even more ammunition to fight for your marriage. Because if it makes him mad, I want to do it. Let's get along, baby. <laughs> Satan's mad today. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and so, and, and, and look what it says. It says, it says here, as to the Lord, submit to him as to the Lord. So watch this. Let me ask you a question, ladies. Do you know how to submit to God? You got to practice. See, if you want to be, if you want to get married, you got to first learn what it means to submit to God. You know what that looks like? It looks like this. Show up and serve. 
follow the, the, the messages, listen to advice. You find I'm saying when you're submitting to God, in other words, you are lining your life up to obedience. Okay. Pastor said this, I'm listening to the sermons this week. That's what we're doing. We praying. I'm showing up to serve. You understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying is as a single woman or single man, you're learning first. Your first point of submission is to God. And if you can't submit to God, and listen, it's not selective submission. Lord have mercy. Because watch this. You submit when you go to work. When they tell you to do stuff you just do not want to do. Come on now. What do you do? You do it with a bad attitude, but you do it. So you're learning submission, but what we've learned to do as people is we've learned about, we've learned to selectively submit, submit to only people that we like. Jesus said, what, what credit is that to you? You don't get no credit for that. But it's when you can sit in a, under someone. And what's crazy about Ephesians 5 is in Ephesians 6, he talks about relationships. The closest relationships you'll find from Ephesians 5 to Ephesians 6. Husband and wife. You get to chapter 6 as children. Then you get to, uh, 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 you get to, um, uh, 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 employee, employer. I don't call them slaves and masters. Employer, employee. And then he says, let me finish this first. Then he says, Verse 11. What does it say in verse 11, chapter 6? He says, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the what? Let me tell you what Satan's problem is. Or what his schemes are. He wants us to be against each other. I'm talking about close relationships. Husband and wife. Children. You follow what I'm saying? At work. You, you, go, you get up and go to work every day and you're an unhappy person. <laughs> That's what he wants. But watch this. He says, why does he want us to put on the full armor? Look at verse 12. For our struggle is what? Is what? Is not against what? I can't submit to you. You got to go hit the rewind button. Oh, this is the curse coming up this week. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me put on the full armor because I see the schemes coming. I see what he's trying to do. He's trying to put, me, put us against each other. Let me tell you what Screwtape Letter said. He said that in the marriage, what happens or in relationships, what happens is you start to develop habits where you take a look from the person you love and you misread it. And it becomes in your mind a way of you judging that person, but you're misreading them. And that is what you call a habit. So it's a constant. Oh, she mad today. I ain't fooling with her. You don't even know what's going on. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He says, for our struggles, not against flesh and blood. Back, back, back to chapter five, verse 22, verse 23. It says, for the husband is the what? Headship. And that brings me to my next question was asked. What does Paul mean when he says women can't talk in church? 
All right? Yeah. Okay. All right. They were shouting down from the balcony. All right, cool. All right, watch this. He says, the husband is the head of the wife as Christ also is the what? He himself being the what? Savior of the body. Notice how God illustrates by way of the Holy Spirit in the roles of a relationship of a husband and wife in the context of how the church is ran. So it tells you that there are different aspects of marriage that resembles a worship service. Worship is sex. Every time you have sex as a married couple, you're having worship. That's worship. You find what I'm saying? And so when you fall into submission to your husband, you are, he is sa- he's the savior of your body. He's, he's rescuing you from that mess. But if he don't know the word, how can he do that? If he don't know God, then how can he do that? Oh, see, it's a picture of a church. Watch the text. The text says, but as the church is what? Subject to what? See that? The church, the church, the church is not supposed to be fighting Jesus. Going against Jesus. Saying, I ain't doing it, Jesus. I do it when I feel like it. I'm, I'm tired now. Uh, church ain't supposed to do that. Church is supposed to what? Submit to Christ. So also what? Wives do what? Do what? Ought to, ought to what? But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in what things? So you mean I got to follow everything he says? Nope. See, this is where we get it twisted. See what I'm saying? It's not like that. What is submission? Really, what is, what is it? See, it is to come up under someone, right? Watch, watch verse 24 though, verse 25. So in the role of relationship, the husband operates and thrives when a, when a woman, when his wife respects him. Get it? But look what it says, verse 25. Says what? Do what? Love your wives just as what? Now watch the difference in relationship. Remember I told you it's a worship service, it's a church. Marriage is like a church. Watch this. Husbands are the head and the savior of the body, right? Get it? Husband is the head of the wife and the savior of the wife, right? Protect what the, that's, that's when you submit, you are basically allowing your husband to operate in that role. But watch what the husband's responsibility is. Husband now, he is to love your wife just as. What? So what this simply means, watch what it says now, and gave himself up for what? 
So you know the church is a her. See it? Yeah. But watch this. Watch this. A, a woman that, a wife that submits to her husband, right? And when a husband loves his wife, the kind of love that a man has to give his wife is love that's sacrificial. A love, watch this now, where he's willing to give up his own life for her. That's the love that he's talking about. A kind of love that where, watch this, it's not about losing yourself. It's not about, you know, you losing your identity. It's what Jesus did for the church. What did he do for the church? He went to a are you willing to die your love? But are you willing to submit so you could receive that kind of love? Because whenever the church does not submit to Christ, she looks like the world. Yeah. She got to go back and drink that bitter water to prove whether she did something or not. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. It's a setup. But the love that he said, so, so if I were to say anything about relationships, about a woman's role, a man's role, what I would say, it has to have these two ingredients, respect and love. But the kind of respect, watch this, that Christ is pleased with. Look, look, look what he says. He says, uh, so, so watch what he says. He says, so you must love, he says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water of the word, that he might present to himself a church in his glory, in all her glory, having no what? Spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be what? Watch this. So husbands ought to love their wives, their own wives. I wish I had a few time, a few minutes on that one right there. Anyways, let me leave that alone. Now, let me, let me, let me show you something. <laughs> Okay. When you're dating someone, make sure they take a bath. Make sure you pay attention if that Negro is musty. They ain't brush his teeth in days. Stinking. And you just saying, oh yeah, he's going to love me. Look at how a man take care of himself. Look at, look at how a man takes care of himself. If he takes care of this, he's going to take care of you. I know we may have not to edit this, but I'm just saying it's just facts. Okay? Because, look, how, how he says love them as the... I know some dudes don't brush their teeth. And when I see their wives... I'll say, okay, yeah, he doesn't brush his teeth. They have the worst marriages. Because if a man don't even care about his own self, 
How he going to take care of you? How is he going to give you what you need emotionally? How is he going to give you what you need spiritually? How is he going to give you what you need physically? Jesus is laying it out. He said, listen, if this man can't love his own body, watch this, and he who loves his own life, watch this, he who loves his own wife loves himself. When the brother say, I can't stand her, and all you don't love you. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it. And what? Cherishes it. I wish I had more time, but let me tell you something. Next week, I'm going to pick up I'm going to pick up right here. I'm going to pick up right here. Watch this. You need a husband that's going to nourish you and, and, and cherish you. Not worship you. Not worship you. It's a big difference. You are not an idol, boo. And it has to be returned. See, you have to get. Listen, I know why a lot of guys go to the game room rather than come home. No respect. And he ain't going to take no bath anyway. So guess what? When he come home, you're going to get on the couch. After being that smoked up uh, game room all night, sit on the couch, fall asleep, wake up the next day, take a shower, maybe, and go work. Whenever a man stops taking care of himself, look at his wife. When I'm, I'm not saying physically. I'm saying emotionally she will be. She's not going to get what she needs. I'm just trying to break it down where you understand it. Just as what? Christ what? Also does the what? You know what this helps you with? I'm done. I'm done. Seriously, I'm done. You know what this helps you with to understand? This church will never go undernourished and undercherished. Pastor has to submit. It ain't about no big numbers, y'all. It's about the quality of what we have here. Okay? It's about the quality. It's, it's quality. And when you know when you're part of something, when you're being nourished and cherished. Listen, ladies, you single ladies, don't, don't, don't settle. Single men, don't settle. Go back and listen to this. You are worth something. Right? But you cannot, but you got to check yourself and make sure you're not, you're not being run by, you know, selfish desires. Amen? All right, one question, that's it.